Welcome back to The Best Love Nanny. I'm your host, Michelle Garza. I have almost 18 years of experience as a New York City nanny and almost 30 years of childcare experience. Yikes. I've been taking care of kids since I was one myself, back to my days of being the neighborhood babysitter in the Midwest, south suburbs of Chicago, where I grew up. This is my podcast where I tell stories about my time as a New York City nanny. I'll soon be sharing stories from other nannies and their experiences. If you want to learn more about how you can submit one of your stories, you can visit my website, thebestlovenanny.com. This episode is sponsored by Maddie, who is a Midwest nanny. Hi, Maddie. Thank you so much for your support. Maddie's been following me on TikTok from the very beginning at both channels, The Best Love Nanny and Ogarza. Maddie is a regular on my Monday night live on TikTok. Uh, She's normally a little late. I don't think it works entirely with her schedule. Maddie's known for coming in at the end of the episode and requesting one more story, which is a throwback to a story that I told about my nanny kids when I was a nanny and I would put my kids to bed at night and I'd read to them and get them all tucked in and I'd be like, okay, it's time to go to bed. And then they would say, no, tell us a story. And I'd be like, I am not telling you a story. And they'd be like, no, come on, tell us one more story, which always got me. And I always ended up, I can't resist when somebody asks me to tell a story. So um, Maddie always asks me the other night and I, I try to always reserve at least one more story uh, for the encore. Thank you, Maddie, for all of your support. If you want to learn how you can support an episode, you can find me on Patreon at The Best Love Nanny. Today's episode is going to be a conglomerate of little stories. I've been thinking about my relationship with not only my nanny families, but their families. Oftentimes you get to know the siblings, the cousins, grandparents when you are a nanny. And honestly, this is something that I think not enough nannies talk about in their interviews, especially if you're working for a family that has maybe a newborn or first time grandchildren, and there are grandparents or family members that are nearby. Oftentimes they're very excited. And especially if somebody's maybe not working during the day, they want to pop over and say hello. Uh, This is something that I always discuss with families when I was staffing nannies and I had a client, we would talk about these things. I had a client who was very open about the fact that her mother lived nearby. She was a recent retiree. She had recently lost her dad and the mom was lonely and she wanted to spend a lot of time with the grandkids. But that said, they still wanted to employ a full-time nanny. So they really wanted this nanny to, to jive well with the grandparent. And so we talked about how the grandparent would eventually kind of be part of that interview process, maybe not right away, but as they got closer to choosing somebody, maybe they had various candidates. And luckily we were able to find a nanny who was a little bit older and specialized in grandparents and really liked that aspect because she too would sometimes be lonely as an older nanny. And they found um, a really great camaraderie between the two of them and it was a really good fit. So I think that's something important if you're thinking about being a nanny to discuss with the family. Sometimes people come in from out of town and that can definitely change the overall dynamic. So make sure if you're interviewing nannies or if you're a nanny interviewing with the family, that's something that you touch upon. That was kind of the inspiration for my episode today. I have have all these little these little stories that I think about with my nanny family's families and I wanted to put them in a place so I thought okay I'll just kind of compile them all and I'm going to do it by family and I've I've talked about my my first nanny family and how I was very young and I didn't I had basically come from living at home and now I'm in New York City and I wasn't incredibly close with the dad he was a little standoffish had a big job busy gone a lot Uh, But I got to know his family a little bit. And unfortunately, the first time I got to know them was through a family emergency. And because it was an emergency, all these people came quickly into town and there weren't 
there wasn't enough room for everybody to stay with us. And I think somebody went and got a hotel, but for the most part, the family wanted to be together. Uh, they had this doctor appointment the next day and, and they had to get up early. And so uh, one thing led to another and I said, hey, I'll give up my bedroom with my bed for an older family member and I'll sleep on the couch. And my nanny family was very appreciative of that, said, thank you very much. And then they all went to dinner. So I stayed and I babysat with the kids, you know, being at home. And then I turned in on the couch. Now I knew that they would be coming home and, and I would hear them. Um, I was in a very, like in the middle of the house, you know, you basically walk into the room that I was, that I was staying in. And so they come home not too late and I say hello. And the brother, who's not that much older than me, says that he was supposed to sleep in, in the kid's bedroom on an air mattress. And he no longer wanted to do that. He said, I think I also want to sleep downstairs on the couch. I was hoping to watch a little TV if that doesn't bother you. And I was, you know, I'm like, okay, sure. No big deal. And um, everybody else goes to bed. So he gets ready for bed and he's, the couches are basically like, think of an L shape, but they're not touching. They're kind they're spread out more, right? But like I'm facing one way, he's facing the other way. And so um, he turns on the TV and I kind of roll over and think, fine, I'm going to go back to sleep. But it's one of those things where now I've, there's been a little bit of adrenaline and energy with everybody coming back to the house. So uh, I'm awake. And a little while later, I realize that he is watching like Skinamax, like soft porn. When those channels you used to be able to turn it on, you could like halfway see stuff happening between people. I immediately freeze because I'm like, there's no way. Like, is he really putting this on right now with me? And I'm thinking he must think that I'm asleep, right? And so this goes on for a little bit. And then he, get. I think what I assume, I hear him like get up. But at that point, I'm just kind of like frozen. I kind of hear him like moving around. Um, and I just kind of bury my head in my pillow and try to like not listen to anything. But the next day I got up and there were paper towels like out on the floor and I can only imagine that like he relieved himself with me being there on the couch. I was so traumatized. Again, I'm like 19 years old. I'm from the Midwest. I'm like a very wholesome, nothing like this has ever happened to me. I was like completely traumatized. Of course my nanny family like never knew that that happened, but that was like the first like real like family member dynamic Ugh, when I think about it. Yeah, I will say though, that family, um, there was an older brother and I thought he was so cute. He was like much older than me and I thought he was very cute. And he visited us out in the Hamptons and it was actually really awkward. Another like awkward situation because we were watching, my, wherever my nanny dad, it was his brother, wasn't home or wasn't there. I don't know. He was not there. Um, but it was my nanny mom and then the brother-in-law and we were watching Sex in the City and it was like this episode that was like so embarrassing and then my nanny mom was getting embarrassed. And I think at one point I went to get dinner and I was like trying to get the older brother to go with. I'm sure I was like super like not inappropriate, but like not, I wasn't self-aware and I'm sure I was like trying to like flirt with him or like talk to him. And it's probably in my head was like a major like secret, but I think in, like it was like painfully obvious for everyone involved. Anyway, he did not want to go with me <laughs> to go get food. Oh, what a loser. But the thing I'll say about this family is that I met the grandmother. So the grandmother was sick. Um, and that eventually she, she did live for a while longer, but eventually, um, the disease did take her and my, my nanny kids were really little. And so I started to make it a habit to take pictures and have them like draw things. And then I would mail them to her like, just on my own merit. Like I got her, her address, I think from the Christmas cards. And then I, um, I think I asked my nanny family, like it wasn't like overstepping boundaries. It was just one of these things that like they didn't do it. Right. And I was like, grandparents should have letters. And I used to write to my grandparents all the time. 
So I would send photographs and I would write in the back what was happening and mail them to her. And years and years later, um, I'm down in Tribeca and the family had moved down to Tribeca, this other nanny family. And they came down there like a couple of years before that. And I had seen them here and there, but I, I didn't really keep in touch with this family for various reasons. And I ran into his family. His, it was like all of his siblings were walking down the street with them. And we kind of were like, oh my gosh, hey, I'm, hi. And it's been a long time. And uh, one of the sisters stopped me and said that after their, their mom had, I think that was maybe the first year without the mom. It was like Thanksgiving. And she said to me uh, that when they were cleaning out all of her mother's belongings and in the and frames, because I would send the pictures, she would frame them. And um, she thanked me and said that it really meant a lot to her mom and that she had found all of those pictures. And it always warmed my heart because, look, you do things like that for people because you care. Like that was just a genuine thing, part of me, like thinking grandparents should have pictures and I could do it. And I like sending mail to people. Right. Um, but to know that it like made an impact not only on the grandmother, but the sister. Um, was really great for me to know. So on a different note, and you know, for me, I, I, I have a lot of families that I really shine in this bright light. And I'm lucky for that. Somebody recently said that to me. I was talking to another nanny who's going to potentially be a guest on another episode. And she was like, wow, your experiences are so positive. And I did. I, I Most of my experiences were. I'm very open about that. But that doesn't mean that there aren't times um, where things don't feel great. And unfortunately for me, with one of my nanny families, that treated me so well. Um, and I think some of it's generational, but there was a grandparent who would come around and he was a grandfather and it, it was just the change of tone when he talked to me. I definitely, the family felt, made me feel a little more included and he always made me feel a little excluded. So perfect example of that is that we'd gone out to this restaurant for dinner in the Hamptons and uh, this particular restaurant uh, is by the water and it's kind of on this hill and then down this hill uh, it's just tons of grass and it's very common for families to take kids there especially early in the evening and you can have dinner and your kids can be out there depending on how old they are your kids can be out in the grass playing and you can see them right and then you can continue to enjoy your dinner so your kids can have a dinner and they can go out and you can kind of oversee it now you're not really close to them I will say that depending on where you're sitting in the restaurant you you can be you know it's not like you're right there right so oftentimes with my nanny kids I would go out and I would start entertaining them playing tag chase whatever like totally organizing um, games to play and other kids would would chime in on this and at some point I was like the ringleader and I'd be like marching around and I'd have like 40 kids behind me not 40 but like uh, 30 25 30 kids it would be insane I'd just be out there I have a picture I have a video somewhere of of this chain of kids that all laid on the hill head to toe and then rolled down like at the same time like rolling into each other is very cute anyhow my nanny family knew that um that I was on it and I think too, my nanny kids were getting a little bit older and just like a lot of the other kids, it's not like I was gonna sit and enjoy my dinner all night long, right? But if my nanny kids finished before me, they could get up and run outside and run around for a little bit and then I would finish my meal and go out and that's just kind of how we did it. We went to this place often and um, just depending on who ordered what, you know, how long the food took, because it was always bring the kids food out first, you know? So the grandparents were in and we were all sitting at this restaurant and the nanny kids, it was one of those situations where their food came out super early and so they run off and I'm, I'm kind of watching them and the grandfather was just like, off you go, off you go. There went my grandkids, off you go. And he just like said that to me. And 
I was shocked. Like I didn't even, I, I just didn't even know how to react. Right. Cause technically he's, he's not my employer, but I also like, I don't know. I was like respectful of, of like my nanny family. And you could tell that he was kind of like the patriarch of the family. And, um, my nanny mom stood up for me and she said, no, no, she's not. She's going to eat. She's going to eat her meal. And it was kind of like discrepancy, but I felt so awkward. And our food was literally coming then. And I just kind of scarfed it down and then ran away from the table. And we never really discussed it again. But there were other situations. And again, I knew this family really well. And I stayed with them and I traveled with them. And I saw these people in different locations. And there was just always this attitude of like, we're paying you to be here. And I definitely got that. And, you know, I think most nannies get that in one way or another. Um, there's times where even with those blurred lines and that you are hired to be there, right? Like they, this is a position and that's easy to forget. And then I think it's interesting that sometimes you have other family members that come into the mix and then don't quite know. They don't treat you maybe the same way that your family treats you. We're going to take a little break here. Normally, this is when I tell you about one of the projects that I'm working on, but today I'm going to do things differently. I want to give a shout out to another TikTok creator. Her name is Angela. Her handle is at nanny, which is short for ask the nanny. Angela's content is great for any childcare provider, parents, nannies. Uh, She uses her years of expertise to uh, show you different ways to help with babies, different tips and tricks, developmental tools. It's really great content and I encourage you to go check her out. It's at nanny on TikTok. All right, so while we're on the topic of grandparents, I want to talk about some of my favorite uh, family members. I'm going to talk about some kids in a little while, but some of my favorite extended family members was specifically this family, the grandparents uh, who were a married couple, and they were just fun. They were just genuine, fun people who wanted to get to know me, who obviously cared that I cared about their grandchildren. They didn't live close, so we didn't see them too often, but they did travel well, and we traveled to them. We spent a chunk of the summer with them. And uh, there was a time where I was in college and I broke my laptop and I was so distraught about it. I lived with this nanny family and I had a loft bed and I just dropped it off the loft. It was terrible. And the screen broke and things were a little bit different back then. Screens were a little more expensive to get fixed and it was almost going to be cheaper just to buy a new computer. I mean, the whole thing was a disaster. And my nanny family, the grandfather sat me down. They happened to be in town. And he, or he came, they came into town right after it happened. And he sat me down discreetly and said, uh, you know, I don't know what your financial situation is. And if you need a loan or help during, you know, to get this fixed, will you please let me know? Because I know how important your computer is and I want to take that burden off of you. So if you don't have the money, I'm happy to help you up front. And I did. And I, I really appreciated that. I didn't use, I had the money, so I didn't need his help, thankfully. But um, I think in that moment, I mean, even then he just recognized that was my education and that was important to my education and this family strived education. Um, I've talked about this nanny family financially helping me with my college. So I really think it goes to show that education was important to this family, that they recognized that this could be hindering my education and that they valued that for me. And I have to say the same grandfather once jokingly, he was joking and I totally got it. We were standing around in the kitchen and it was something about me being a great nanny. That was definitely what the conversation was about. And then he said something along the lines of, you know, you can raise these kids and then when they're adults, you can come live with me and Nana. And 
take care of me. And she hit him. And she was like, no, don't say that. Her life is not to just like serve this family. Like, why would you even say that? She doesn't want to work with old people. She doesn't want to work with old people. And you can tell she was like jokingly, but like embarrassed. And I just asked him how much. I said, what kind of money are we talking about? And what would my accommodations be? Because I have to tell you, I actually think that it would be quite fun to live with these grandparents. And, you know, they have vacation houses and they've always, um, made it clear that if I ever needed a place to stay or ever wanted to visit that I always was welcome in their home, which I really appreciate. Um, I actually, when my husband and I got married, we invited them to our wedding. And unfortunately they had already, I mean, not unfortunately, it's just the way that it, it fell. They had already planned a trip and they were not going to be in the United States. So they couldn't come and they, you know, sent their regrets and said where they were going to be. And it was where we were going on our honeymoon. And it turned out we were going to be overlapping, um, in Ireland. And so I said, I know this is crazy, but do you want to keep in touch and maybe get together? And they said, yes, I had not seen them in a long time. I hadn't worked for their family in a long time. I hadn't vacation anywhere. I still have not seen them um, even since my honeymoon, which is now going on five years ago. And we did. We, My husband and I got there and we got on a train and we went and we met them in this little pub and uh, we had some cocktails and some dinner and caught up. And we, by that point, we had had some pictures and we hadn't shown anybody because we'd just gotten them. You know, we're still on, we went on our honeymoon right after our wedding. And so we're showing them pictures and we're talking about it. It was so fun there. They had a grandchild that was in the wedding uh, and their family was there at the wedding. So it was really special for me. And Nana, I have to tell you, I probably spent a little bit more time with her because she would come sometimes just on her own, have like girls weekend with her daughter and things like that. But I think one of my favorite memories with Nana is that we were all out. This is a vacation that we used to take. I might have even told the story here. I've definitely talked about it on TikTok where um, there's just this wild night out. When I used to work for this family for the summer, I would have days off and there's a town there's not much to do it's a very small town and I would run into my nanny family I had weekends off they would be out on the weekends they'd get a babysitter and so I would run into them and um one night we just kind of had this like epic everybody was out it was like a Saturday night my nanny dad was gambling and uh they have tables there you can play poker and every time he was at the ATM I'd go over and he'd be like hey how are you what's going on and he was like giving me money to buy drinks but I was putting him on his tab and I knew the bartender as well and so I got shots for everybody at one point for my nanny families again this is like that blurring (laughs) blurring the lines um this was like young me having fun and it was in moderation okay this wasn't like all the time But uh, I got shots because I knew the bartender and I sent them to everybody. And that was like a big to do, right? Your nanny's buying everybody shots and sending them over to the poker tables. So, but um, Nana was not there. She did not come out that night and I had not seen her. So the next night I go out again because let's, why not? And my nanny family's not there, but Nana is and her husband is there and he's playing and she's sitting at the table and I walk by and she said, shooters, shooters I want my shooters and I was like oh my gosh what are you guys doing here and she's like oh I heard last night was crazy it's <laughs> like a little bit she was like shooters I heard everybody else got shooters I didn't get any and I was like I'll get you one she was like do not I'm joking please do not go buy me a shot and I was like okay and then I went and got him and I brought him back and she was like okay fine let's do it and I brought one for her husband and I was like please don't um tell your children that I just did that for you and they were fun I mean it, you know I sat and talked to her for a, a little while and again we were like talking about blurring the boundaries but um I did have a special relationship with them and it you know for me it made the, the visits that much better because you know them and you care about them and you know how you're going to be treated 
And the only other family where I spent more time, I think, than even those grandparents was a family that had cousins. And they didn't live incredibly close, but they weren't that far. They weren't in the same town, right? They weren't in New York City. And we did spend a lot of time with them, both in the summers, which is really probably where I got to know them the best because they would come out as a whole family and they'd rent a house down the street. And between our place and the other house, all the cousins would stay. Now, fortunately... All these kids were older and so and this family did not travel with nannies, but they weren't they weren't my responsibility and it wasn't extra work for me. Because some of those times, sometimes when there's a lot of kids in the swimming pool, maybe it's not your responsibility, but it becomes your responsibility because all the kids want to play with you. You know, it's not like you can't play with all the kids, it's just more kids to tend to. Uh but in this situation, there were teenagers, so they were always able to help with the younger kids. And it was fun for me because, uh, you know, my kids were little. And so we kind of had this buffer and it made the days go by quicker. And as this happens over the summers, and there were other times throughout the years that I would, the year that I would also see them, you get to know them, you get to bond with them. Some of the cousins were like younger girls, like young teenagers who had questions about things. And I don't mean like overly things you would like go to your parents about, right? But I mean, just new in situations, new at school, navigating things. I did, I was, I did a lot of sports and extracurricular activities. So talking about that and they would always, I think they appreciated having like somebody else to talk to and therefore felt comfortable. And we would sit by the pool. I remember doing yoga and, uh, somebody having trouble with her friend and wanted to talk it through with somebody that wasn't like her parent or her sister. And so they really did like build these, these bonds and these friendships with them. And, uh, I've talked about this about one of these same families going skiing on a holiday trip that I that I went on, and because of the setup, I shared a room with a bunch of the teenagers, and uh, it had bunk beds, and so it just made the most sense for me to sleep in there, and I was totally fine with it. I, I've talked about this. There are some nannies that will not travel without private accommodations, uh, and that's a whole other thing that we can talk about. But for this particular situation, I didn't care, especially because I knew the teenagers. And it was fun because at night we'd go to bed. At the time, I was working for the blind woman as her personal assistant. And I was writing a book about being her personal assistant. And I had all these stories to tell. And they were very excited to hear them and had lots of questions, which also helped with my writing, right? Because I had this kind of this audience, this focus group to listen to my work, listen to my stories, and help me creatively shape some of that material. And... You know, I talk about this too, the same trip going up on the mountain. And these kids are, are are great skiers. They've been going their whole lives. They can do like the really difficult hills. Uh, but they chose not to because they wanted to hang out with me and teach me how to ski and, and be with me on the mountain. And for the most part, I think their parents were cool with it. They took off and did their own thing with like the people that I worked for for a while. But it did reach to a point where they were like, okay, you're our kids and you're here with your family and we're all skiing together. So can you please join us? Um, And the great thing about, so one of the things that made me think about this topic today for this podcast is the fact that when you're a nanny, and this might just be a whole other episode on its own, and I've I've talked a little bit about this on the Best Love Nanny at TikTok this week, when you're a nanny and you sign up to work with a family, you know that at some point your relationship will, will end with the family, you will no longer be the nanny, right? Kids grow up, and you hope that you'll keep in touch, you'll hope that it's the relationship where you keep in touch, and oftentimes you do, right? And uh, social media has made things a little bit easier, but there are, because as a nanny, there are so many other people you meet, grandparents, cousins, uh, friends, right? And the, like the bigger scheme of things. And they're not signing a contract with you. They're not necessarily people that they come into your life. They might not be there forever. And that's hard because you bond with these people, right? Fortunately for me, 
social media I've kept in touch with a lot of these kids and it's it's really interesting because you're watching them you see them when they're younger and now they're in college or in past college and getting jobs and doing all these things and it's very fun one of my nanny families had one of the kids that I was talking about from the ski trips in the summer house did an internship in New York City and I happened to know another teenager that I guess they weren't teenagers anymore they were young adults because they were both old enough to go to a bar but she was also doing an internship. And so I got an opportunity to meet with both of them at the same time and introduce them as well. And let me just tell you that night was such a moment for me because the two of them had so much energy. And normally I had so much energy and I was so tired that night. And they were like, let's go out. And this was literally like when I was transitioning into, I kind of want to stay in. Uh, but it was really fun to go out and then to tell these stories and to be, you know, it was my nanny family's cousin and yet we still keep in touch and I just think that that is really special and I think that if you're thinking about being a nanny or if you've if you've been a nanny you probably already experienced this yourself but if you're thinking about being a nanny or just thinking about what it's like to be a nanny those are some of the things that we don't talk about or touch on enough and while maybe some of that is changing with social media because we have access to to the community and it's easier especially when I was younger I didn't have access to that and so while I want to entertain I also also want to be educational okay uh so those are pretty much my my extended family stories that were kind of on the forefront of my mind like I said they're just like some random stories thinking about how family does play into the dynamics and I think that's important to think about before taking a position um and in the time that we have left here I just wanted to touch on something that I haven't said in a long time and this was brought to my attention between my last episode uh that the, the blurred lines episode I guess it was two episodes ago and then also today with some of the things that I've talked about on this podcast that I was a nanny over uh, the span of almost 18 years. Some uh, At the end of my stay in New York, I guess I didn't do it quite as much, but I have years and years childhood experience, okay? And I do talk about going out and, and part of that ties into my storytelling, right? Because I'm a writer and I tell stories about my life in general. And a big part of my life in New York City was going out and doing things, Um and so I talk about those things and I think that's also an entertainment value and a lot of the stories that we know about nannies don't I think there's a lot of stigmas about maybe what nannies are saying or doing or how they live their life but we don't actually see that and some of it is true you know I go out I have a life I'm a person I'm I'm not just like teachers you know (laughs) or also people kids will go out and be surprised to see their teachers like out in the world right we're humans we're people and some of the stories that I focus on is just to give voice to them like I say I wasn't the perfect nanny I was the best loved nanny and I wanted to touch on that for my last couple of episodes I had some people that asked questions Um, I'm going to be talking more about this on Patreon. So if you're not familiar with Patreon, I've talked about this in some other episodes. Uh, it's just a place where you can subscribe to extra content. I'm doing a hosting a private chat tonight. It's November 16th. This episode is airing on the same day that the chat is happening. Uh, and you should have an invitation for that. It's not too late to sign up if that's something you did want to get in on um, this evening or check it out for the future. I have lots more stuff coming down the pipeline. I hope to have a nanny interview um, by the next episode, maybe the episode after that. And again, if you are nanny and you have a story or a topic that you want to discuss please feel free to reach out to me at submissions at the best love nanny and in the meantime you can check out my website thebestlovenanny.com for more information